Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. Hi, this is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Christian Roth of BD Diesel. I'm Braden Fleece, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. Today's episode is going to be really cool. I got a, a message from one of our fans out there that said, hey, I'm really struggling with this decision. I've got two trucks. I've got to keep one and sell one. And he wanted to come onto the show. We're going to chat about it, but we want to hear from you guys in the comments section, whether you're watching on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook, wherever you see our post, make sure and drop a comment as to which truck you would keep and why. And James is going to tell us how he's going to be using the truck and some benefits and drawbacks to each one. And it's a really tough decision. Like how do you choose between a 12 valve or a Ford OBS? And they both have great, you know, great things that they do well. And then there's also for how he's using it going to be some challenges where one truck may separate itself or the other, or, or, or maybe it won't, but we definitely want to hear from you guys. Make sure you comment down below. James and I are looking forward to reading what truck you would keep and which one you would sell. Before we get to the episode though, I want to give a shout out to a couple different sponsors of the diesel podcast. We appreciate their support with content and with helping us be able to deliver you know stories and details about products or or fluids and just so many different things that we rely on these companies to be able to help us and answer the questions that you guys want to know and one of them is Whirly Custom Fabrication we're big fans of what they do the products that they build if you're not following them on Instagram or Facebook you definitely need to they have great pictures really high detail quality photos of their products you can see it and then imagine like a 6-7 coming intercooler piping kit on your truck or something for your Duramax and they build all the products that they make in the United States which is it's it's really cool to be able to support American companies and buy Americans so make sure and go to wcfab.com check out what they have for your truck if you have any questions about you know will this fit my application is it going to achieve what I want to achieve just give them a call reach out send them an email they're more than happy to chat with you guys and answer those questions if you're a shop owner out there and people are calling in or stopping by and saying, hey, I want some WCFAB parts. Check out Turn 14. If you're not set up with them already, they make it super easy to get set up. They give you a dedicated account manager who specializes in diesel. So you know that the the brands and the things that, that you're going to be looking for, they're, they're you know familiar with it. can help you get the products you know right there to your shop as quickly and easily as possible. Also want to give a shout out to Amsoil. They've got free shipping on orders over 100 so if you're looking to you know do things as far as an oil change, um, transmission fluid that you're changing, coolant, gear oil, we've got an episode coming up with them where I'm going to chat with them about gear oil. We had that requested on our Discord server, and so we're going to be chatting with those guys, learning more about gear oils and which ones we should run depending on our truck and the use that, that we have for it. But go to amsoil.com. You can check out what they have, and you can also get free shipping on orders over $100. If you're not on our Discord, make sure and jump on. You're going to see a link down below for that. It's completely free to join. There's We almost have 200 people on there, which is really cool to be able to chat with you guys all different times a day, um, get feedback for questions that, that you want answered, and things you want to know about products like the, the Amsoil podcast we're going to be doing that came direct from, from Discord, or you might say, hey, I need help on a build, and there's a bunch people that jump in and have either you know direct experience with that truck and what they did and what parts they really like things they would change so it's a great place for us to all be able to connect and you'll find that link down below 
All right, let's get to today's podcast with James and deciding which truck should he keep and which one should he sell. James, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. I'm excited, one, that uh, you messaged us and, and the uh, decision that you have about you know, which of these two classic trucks to, you know, which one to keep, which one to sell. I know a lot of our listeners are you know, either looking to buy one of these trucks or they might be in the same position. And, you know, we're going to go through, you know, kind of how you use the trucks, what you're looking for, and maybe, you know, by the end of the episode, help with uh, some opinions on which one you should keep as a, a daily driver, you know, tow rig and, and which one to offer for sale. So I'm, uh, I'm excited to have you on today. Well, thanks for having me on. I appreciate you trying to help me out. And what's really cool is, you know, the two trucks that you have, one's, it's a second gen, was it a 95 12 valve? 95, right. You got a 95 12 valve, and then you have a 7.3 OBS, is that a 97? Yeah, it's a late 96, early 97, yeah. Okay. Now, when you, before you had those trucks, were you specifically looking for those year ranges, or what led you to be to, to buy both of them? Well, actually, prior to buying the second gen, I actually had a, a 6.0. Um, and, uh, it was a manual transmission and I decided that wasn't going to seat my needs. So I sold it and I had fallen in love with the, uh, the idea of the 12 valve and the simplicity. And so I started seeking out that vehicle and I bought that one to restore it before selling the six uh, O. Okay. And with the, uh, with the 12 valve, was there a particular setup you were looking for like manual or automatic four wheel drive, regular cam? Yeah, I, cam? I, I wanted a um, automatic uh, at the time I was needed a hip replacement uh, from a motorcycle accident. So the stick wasn't working well for me. So I was looking for automatic, um, but I was pretty much open to everything else. And now from, if I remember right from your message, it doesn't have a lot of miles on it. It's pretty low mileage. Second gen. Yeah. Have. Actually, both of my trucks are at like between 130, 135,000 miles. Oh, that's cool. So they're, uh, that's, you know, for the, for the years that these trucks are, that's extremely low mileage. I mean, it's low mileage for something, you know, five years old or eight years old. So, you know, to go back to the mid nineties, that's, that's really cool. Now to find the trucks, did they take a while say with the, the, the 12 valve to find something that low mileage, that was what you're looking for. Uh, it didn't take too long. I'm a big research guy. So when I get into something, I go pretty heavy. So I always keep my eye out for those trucks and it's sometimes I'll see them on, on social media or sometimes like a Facebook marketplace or um, there's some really good Instagram pages that have trucks for sale, but it can be so tough. Like kind of when I'm in that mode to buy something, it's like, I can't find them. And when I'm not in the mode to buy them, I see, Hey, low mileage, right. you know, second gen. But uh, you had mentioned as well that with the, the Cummins that you had some upgrades done to it. And I wanted to ask you about what you had done as far as performance or reliability upgrades on it. Right. Actually, I've done quite a bit. I actually made notes last night so that I wouldn't try to go by memory. Um, so, you know, I've actually upgraded the, the fuel system, um, upgraded um, uh, injectors, delivery valves. Um, you know, I did the max rack. I advanced the timing. Um, I've put on, you know, exhaust. Um, uh, what else did I do? Oh, and I've um, upgraded the manifold, uh, head bolts, uh, valve springs. I mean, you know, uh, fluid dampener. I put gauges on it. I mean, it's been pretty extensive. So there, uh, everything that you've done to that, you know, that you just mentioned to it would be what I would want to do if I had a daily driven second gen, which I've mentioned on the podcast before. That's, it's always going to be like my Holy grail truck of something I want to drive every day. That's exactly what I would do to it as well. Right. Well, and, and I got a little bit of guidance. Um, um, the people I bought all the parts from, they're great. You get on the phone, they talk to you, you know. 
So uh, I'm kind of new to the diesel thing. I'm not new to vehicles. I was a mechanic for years. Um, it's my hobby. I love doing it. But the diesel thing, I need a little bit of assistance with. So between research and talking to the guys, that's kind of where I came. You know, what injector do you get? You know, there's so many choices. So that type of thing, I got uh, the input of the uh, of uh, PDD diesel. Oh, cool. So, yeah, we know they do. They do a lot with the 12 valve uh, platform, and they're big fans of it. And I, I love watching their videos too. They got a lot of really informative things as far as like advancing timing and injectors and which turbo to pair it with. So it's really cool when you can find a place that is passionate about the truck you have, and you can just tell the excitement and and the experience they have. So it's it's great to be able to to find that you know when you're looking to build a truck or just do upgrades to it. Right. Now with the the OBS, what what led you to look at that late 96, early 97 truck and pick that one up? Well, frankly, I'm, I'm in love with the 12 valve. Um, but I started looking at buying a, a fifth wheel and, um, I was concerned that the, uh, Dodge being a single rear wheel, uh, wouldn't pull the weight that I might be end up buying. Um, whereas the dually, cause the OBS is a dually, uh, is more equipped to pull heavier. If you look on paper, they say they're pretty much similar, but truth is the um, dually will actually handle it better. Uh, so I actually started seeking it out for that. Now, with that truck, was it is it something that's 100% stock, or did you go down the same route with doing research and, and, and trying to find you know either um, upgrades to do for a little bit more power or to address maybe some maintenance or reliability issues they can have with some miles on them? Yeah, actually, and it, it too, again, is only a little over 130,000 miles. Uh, I'm second owner on both vehicles, uh, maintenance records on both vehicles. So I know the history pretty much. Um, I have done a little bit of work on that one because the seven, three diesels can, they uh, kind of change their own oil by the way they leak. Um, so I've addressed a lot of that. And at this point I've got most of the oil leaking. I haven't done any performance mods because I want to decide if I'm keeping it first. That was, so. the, that was the part really interested me when, when you had messaged us and said, you know, I'm really struggling with, with which one to keep, which one to sell. And I guess, you know, when I, I was thinking about it too, like, you know, if I was in this position, which one would I keep, which one would I sell? And it seems like the, the main the main goal you have is to be able to tow and, you know, daily drive with it. What are some pros that you find and cons to each platform where you're just kind of stuck right now and, and looking for opinions on it? Well, clearly the 5.9 being an all mechanical for the most part, super easy to work on. Uh, parts are cheaper. Um, they're plentiful, um, although plentiful for both. The uh, 7.3, um, it's actually more expensive to work on because it's electronically controlled, a little more expensive to buy the parts, but it's also a little better because you can retune it by the computer. So what works for it is also what works against it. It's kind of a yeah. catch-22. Um, both of them struggle with their transmission problems. Uh, if you think about it, you know, the Dodge, well, that's a well-known transmission problem. Yeah. It's been rebuilt once already. Um, now, the uh, the OBS, it has a new transmission, but the owner actually bought a brand new transmission from Ford and put it in. And that was okay. real reason. Um, you know, the OBS, the oil, the tranny cooler is terrible. I mean, everything's got its uh, shortcomings. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a question I see a lot from potential buyers. Is they say, "Well, which one's the best?" And it's it's one of the hardest questions to answer because they all have things they do really well, things you have to address. So it's not like there's a clear cut best truck per se. And that goes all the way to the twenty twenty one, twenty twenty twos. They all have 
you know, certain things they do really well. And, and I think, you know, when I was thinking about this, I thought, okay, if I had the 12 valve and all those upgrades of things you've done, I like it, you know, but I know that transmission at some point, I'm going to have to, you know, do some upgrades to it. But the, you know, the, the OBS, the, the dually, like, like you mentioned, it's, it's probably better for towing or, or at least handles it maybe more comfortably is a bit easier, but you also have these, these things that you need to address. And I, I got stuck too when we were messaging each other, you know, which one would I keep and which one would I sell? I don't really know. Well, for me, the other consideration is the, um, the Dodge is a single cab, whereas the OBS is a crew. So it clearly has the ability to carry more people. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm a single guy, but I have grandkids that I'm very involved with. Um, and so, you know, depending on if we were to go on a trip with more of us, well then clearly the crew crab would do a better job. Yeah. So, it, you know, it's one of these things where I start doing this, you know, which one, you know, mm-hmm. you know, and so, um, and the thing is, I really, really love the, um, the 12 out because I've put so much work into it and I built it at this point to be mine, what I wanted. I can clearly do the same thing with the seven three. And in fact, I love having hot crafts and things to work on. So I actually almost want to keep it just to do that. But it, you know, I could keep both, but it's kind of ridiculous to keep two trucks and, you know, and keep one in storage and keep moving them back and forth. And that's what I'm doing right now. Um, the car co- and cost is an issue too. I mean, it makes no sense. I know somebody out there is going to be listening and they're going to say, well, you keep the OBS and put a 12 valve in it. <laughs> I know that comment's going to definitely pop up. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. But, you know, honestly, honestly, it's got a, a fantastic running 7.3. And why would you throw away yeah. what still works good? Well, the, and, and I've done episodes with, you know, like um, CP Addict, Complete Performance, and other enthusiast guys who have 7.3 OBSs. And they absolutely love that truck. And the, some of the mileage that they're able to get out of them they last a really long time. And so, you know, when I think of two classic diesel trucks, that's what I think of the 12 valve and the 7.3 OBS. And I think as far as longevity, they're both kind of right neck and neck, you know, with each other. But, you know, I think about something, you know, taking road trips, towing with it, hauling people. And maybe for me, that might be the deciding factor between the regular cab and the crew cab. But, like you mentioned, I, I come back to that 12 valve engine and how simple it is and what they can do. And just, you can work on it at home. It, it's not as, it's not as complex as the electronically controlled ones. Yeah. I mean, fortunately I can work on either one of them. Um, but you're right. I mean, um, you know, the, there's for me, yeah, the, the cab is, is a big thing. Um, but we don't often utilize that. Normally it's just me, maybe me and my older granddaughter, um, but I look down the road and I think I'm trying to think long term here. Yeah. If I was only thinking right now, well, then right now, the truck that I have, I love the trailer that I have is completely within the um, the weight that either truck can pull. Um, so, yeah, so it's a difficult decision because, uh, you know, it's like you're trying to think really far ahead when, hey, none of us know what life has to store for us. But I don't want to look back with regret, yeah. you know. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, I've come across it. One of my favorite body styles are regular caps. I just love how they look. I've always loved them. And most of the time it would it is just me driving, but there are those few times when I want to take some people with me or I'm going camping or to the mountains or something like that. And I realize the shortcomings of it when I can just carry one person with me versus, you know, a crew cab or something where, or a mega cab, you know, something like that where I can carry more people. And it's a struggle I've always had as well is, is just, you know, what if I do want to carry more people or just store something inside the truck, you know, in the back seat? It, it makes it so much easier. Yeah, I mean, uh, um, and, and, it's, and that's the thing. That's why I've been turmoiling over the decision so much because, honestly, both of the vehicles, there's a huge group of people that wish they were in my position that they could even find things so clean, yeah. let alone be owning both of them. So a lot of people would look at me and go, what are you nuts? Keep both of them, you know. But, you know, then again, you know, tags and insurance and storage because I'm storing one of them. Uh, it's just a waste of money. You know, plus, honestly, somebody else could enjoy one of these vehicles, you know, and I need and I can let it go. Plus, let's be honest right now, the truck market. Come on. Yeah. What things are worth right now, you know. So and I, and I got a good deal on both of them. And uh, even with all the improvements on the on the Cummins, um, I'm still into it way below what it's worth. Yeah, that's the <clears throat> the cost of them is, is something that's definitely jumped up the last year, year and a half or so where to find find anything that's you know it's got a good body good suspension it's reliable it's not you know you don't you don't have to immediately buy it and then jump into a transmission or you know something like that it's so so tough to find and it's um you know it's something where probably the majority of the questions that i that i get on on instagram or just see on youtube are people who are in the same position but they haven't bought both of them yet but they're looking at both of these trucks and it's just like which one do you pick? And I think, I think the toughest part or, or maybe the easiest part is well, which one do you like the most? You know, which one do you like the interior the most, how it rides the exterior? Um, you know, you can make improvements to both of them to get them to, you know, nearly the performance or even exceed the performance of a new truck as far as torque numbers and things like that. So that's not even really a consideration in it. It's, it's more so, you know, the, 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 uh, the way that they look and the way that they ride. Now, if you, if you look at both trucks from that perspective, is there one that you see in the driveway and just go, I like the way that looks a little bit more than the other one. Well, currently that's the, uh, that's the Cummins. Um, but it's kind of unfair because I've also done a lot of work to it and I've kind of developed a relationship. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I've developed a relationship with it because you spend that much time under the hood and inside of it. Yeah, you do. Um, so, that same thing could probably be said about the other one if I spent the same kind of time and put as much of myself into it. Uh, so, you know, it's like if you had a relationship with uh, two individuals and one of them was a recent relationship and one of them you got a lot of time into, which one are you feeling closer to? Well, it's, you know, it's not that you wouldn't end up eventually liking one just as much, but, you know, what, how much investment do you have in one versus the other? And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about time. Yeah, exactly. So, and that's a really good point and something that you know, the diesel enthusiasts that, that listen are going to identify with is how much time do you spend on that truck? And you do develop, you develop a relationship with it, whether, you know, it's, it's sometimes difficult. It's a challenge you're facing fixing something and then you overcome it and do it. And then you get comfortable adjusting the timing, doing the head studs, doing all these things with it. It's, 
it, it's an attachment. I definitely understand, you know, that particular part of it. Um, you know, as far as opinions that you get, besides the keep both of them, do you, do you find really valid arguments that people may give to say, hey, you should keep the 12 valve. There's no way you should get rid of that. Or you should keep the OBS. Like, that one's going to do more of what you need to do. And, you know, what, what do people tell you? Yeah, there's a little bit of that. But honestly, what I'm struggling with is I get too much brand loyalty, mm-hmm. you know, where somebody simply wants to tell you what you should have because they're loyal to that brand. They wouldn't think of owning anything else. I, I don't really have brand loyalty. I think that depending on what you want, every one of the brands has something you know, that will meet that need depending on the need. So what it really comes down to for me is which one fits my needs best. Um, I think in a lot of ways, both of them are equal. The 12 valve mechanical, I mean, it'll last for next to forever. Well, that same thing can be said about the seven three. It also, I mean, it's the 12 valve is Dodge's like last forever million mile, you know, motor and seven three is Ford's last forever million mile motor. So, you know, in a lot of ways, they're comparable. Um, you know, the five nine is definitely easier to work on, um, but uh, um, honestly, not too much different. Um, there's a lot of stuff out there to upgrade. I think actually there might be more more things to upgrade performance wise on the um, on the twelve valve than there is on the seven three because the early seven threes there's not quite as much out there uh, to bump them up. But then again, it can be done through tuning, and uh, so. You know, you can kind of get to the same place with both of them. So, yeah. well, and that's really the the thing. I, when I think about a twelve valve and I think about a seven three, I don't think of a race truck or anything like that. I think of something where I can have sort of modern performance numbers. Um, you know, say that four four fifty, maybe maybe five hundred horsepower, something I'm going to drive every day. I I want it to last. I don't I don't necessarily want crazy power out of it. And the seven three can definitely do that. There's there's an aftermarket support structure to it where you can find those parts. You can find the upgrades. There's a lot of companies that have just maintenance upgrades, whether it's door handles and just different things that might wear over time, where you can have a pretty much equal truck, um, like you mentioned with you know Dodge's you know Rams Forever engine and and Ford seven three Forever engine. That's absolutely true. Those are the last two where you know you see them with six, seven, eight hundred thousand miles, even more on on either one of them. So they're definitely built for that. Yeah, I, I would say that the Cummins, because it's a single rear wheel, um, is a little easier to be the daily driver, you know, the grocery getter, you know, whereas the Dually, it's really designed around more, uh, more around, you know, t- you know, towing something or pulling something or hauling something, yeah. you know, hence the dual rear wheels. I mean, if you ever tried to drive a Dually through a drive through you'll figure that out real fast. Yeah, or try to parallel so, park it. <laughs> yeah, so really, yeah, exactly, you know, so, uh, um there, there's definitely there. They're in similar categories, but they're also in different categories. Um, both of them would potentially meet my needs. The, the problem is I'm really trying to look at things that are kind of in the unknown. I even contemplated recently because the, the uh, OBS is more new to me. I was even going to pull an oil sample, send it in and get the oil sample tested to see if anything came to light that would, you know, that would tell me, Oh, well maybe, you know, maybe this one has an upcoming problem. So now I can, you know, I, you know, I needed something to sort of, um, to bring one to the top, you know? So I'm even struggling with that. They both run fantastic. I don't believe there's any problem with it, but I'm even going to that point. 
that that uh, that's a really good point. Something that we had just chatted with uh, Hotshot Secrets about recently, which was about doing an oil analysis just to see where the engine is at, see if there's any metals or anything that you can detect in an oil analysis. And I think that's a really good idea to be able to you know see if there's any sort of wear, or any anything that might not be something you notice daily driving that that could be there, could be an upcoming cost that you might face. Well, I got to be honest with you. I'd like to take credit for that, but it's actually your podcast with them that made me think about adding it into the mix. I've done oil sampling before, but using it for this purpose to help me with this decision came up when I watched that with uh, Hot Shot Secret. I just thought of another question for you. As far as the body's concerned and aesthetics, are they both in equal condition? You would say where, you know, one of them, you don't have to even take into consideration, you know, having to fix a cab corner or something like that. Are they both pretty much equal as far as the body line, sheet metal, things like that? Yeah, they're, they're both from California. So they're spot, no rust. I mean, nothing. Um, the Cummins actually had a repaint, which I actually don't like because, it's not the highest quality repaint and I would rather get an older paint job. That's not been touched. Hold on a sec. Sorry. It's messing us up here. Hey, that all of a sudden the screen went bad. I think my internet's a little questionable. Anyway, um, the uh, OBS uh, is original uh, paint, original body. Neither one of them have any, any damage. Um, I've wet sanded and paint corrected the OBS. I mean, it's not perfect. It's got your rock chips and whatnot. They both shine. Um, so I guess the the repaint, for me, the repaint actually makes me a little less happy with the, the Cummins. Um, but honestly, it shines. It looks great because I've also wet sanded it and done it. So, um, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, they're almost exactly the same, but I actually prefer original paint. I can definitely see the uh, the challenge you have with making this decision, and I thought, you know, when we're doing the podcast and chatting with you, I might lean one way or the other, and I'm still I'm still kind of stuck on which one. I mean, I, I definitely, if I had to pick a brand that I gravitate more towards, it's definitely the Cummins engine. It's not necessarily the Ram or the Dodge truck, but it's it's the engine, and so that's really the only thing I can say. Yeah, I'd probably pick that one, but I don't know if it's necessarily the best or the most valid reason um, is I don't have anything against a seven three at all. I know that they're great engines. And so you know, I'm, I'm kind of stuck as well, but I think uh, what we definitely want to see is, is I think, you know, you're looking for opinions and I'd love to see people on our YouTube or Instagram when we post this episode, offer you their opinions and be able to say, Hey, this is maybe I was in the same position. This is why I chose this truck. It's been great. Or I chose this one and I'm not really happy with it. I wish I would have done the other one and just offered some varied things. And so I wanted to ask you for, for people who are listening and they want to chat with you or just say, Hey James, I listened to your podcast. I would definitely go with this one and why, how can they find you on Instagram or be able to chat with you or just, you know, learn more about each truck or just offer their opinions for what you should do. Right. Um, I'm on Instagram as a uh, turbo diesel Papa um, did that because of the grandkids and uh, they can reach out and actually on my Instagram right now is pictures of the uh, Cummins. I haven't put the uh, OBS on there yet. Um, you know, again, you know, I was committed to the Cummins. I got to decide whether my commitment's going to change. So, um, so yeah, that's how they can reach out. And that's actually what I really wanted was um, I'm going to get a lot of biased opinions. I, I know because I've already done that. But then there will possibly be some people that can bring up a point that I haven't thought of. Um, and so um, I'm eager to look at that because, uh, 
um, the, the, the decision-making process on this has been a lot harder than I thought it would be. There's, I know there's a lot of, uh, a lot of diesel enthusiasts that I've chatted with through either YouTube or Instagram where they're, they're exactly what you mentioned. They're not loyal to a particular brand. It's more so a use and a reliability and a longevity that they're looking for. And they don't care whether it comes from Ford, Ram or GM, they're just looking for the best for their application. So I hope to see those comments on YouTube and on Instagram. And I appreciate you reaching out to us and, uh, yeah, just saying, hey, guys, what do you think? And I thought it'd be a great episode to do with you, learn more about the trucks, what you're facing, and hopefully will not just help you, but also help some people out there that may be in the, the same position. So I appreciate your time today chatting with us and and look, definitely look forward to seeing which truck you keep and, and which one serves your needs best. Well, I appreciate you doing it. That's uh, one of the big reasons why I did this is it will definitely probably help me and it could help a lot of other people too. Don't forget, diesel fans, make sure and head on over to WCFab.com and check out what products that they have for your diesel truck. If you have any questions, reach out to them. Make sure and give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook to be able to see really cool pictures and cool projects that they have. They're really involved in diesel, involved in events, and they're working on some really cool stuff. If you're a shop owner out there and your customers are asking for WCFab parts, head on over to turn14.com. If you're not set up with those guys, they make it really easy to be able to do so. You can see what's in stock, see your price, how quickly you can get it, what warehouse it'll ship out of. So they do all they can to make sure that you get the parts to your shop as quickly as possible. Also check out amsoil.com if you're looking to do some preventative maintenance on your truck, whether it's engine oil, gear oil, um, transmission fluid change. We've got a ton of different options for you and they have free shipping over $100. And I wanted to give a shout out to two of our Patreon supporters, Texas Diesel Supply and Wright's Diesel Services. If you're looking for more diesel content things that you're not going to see anywhere else we're gonna have a link down below to our patreon there's exclusive episodes that we do and don't release on podcast apps or youtube you can be an executive producer for an episode you can have your truck potentially be the the podcast cover that we release on podcast apps and youtubes it's all over um, our social media so there's a lot of cool perks that we offer for our supporters we appreciate the support that you guys give us helping us head into year six of the diesel podcast which it's really cool that anniversary is coming up here um, not too long, just after the first year. And it's because of the dedication and the support and the enthusiasm that all of you have. And we appreciate it until next time. Keep the shiny side up.